Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, of course, we're about halfway through the season. We're just past, I think last week was the halfway mark. And uh, look, I tipped the start of this season, Melbourne Storm to win the premiership. I tipped them at the start of last season. They got the job done there. I've backed them in to go back to back for a number of reasons. And uh, look, I just thought I'd do a little mid-season review on my prediction. And look, I'm going to double down on this. I think the Melbourne Storm, they will win this premiership this season. Uh, I think they will face the Penrith Panthers in the grand final. No real hot take there. At the start of the season, I had the Storm versus the Raiders. Um, obviously, the Raiders, they've completely and utterly gone to shit. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, I expected them to drop back a little bit. Uh, if anything, they've got better. So the Penrith Panthers, I think they will play the Melbourne Storm in the grand final. And I think we all learned the lesson last year, which I spoke about all year, that you know, once you get to the big stages, once you get through the normal rounds, you get to finals footy, experience matters more than ever. And you saw that in that grand final last year. I mean... For me, the Melbourne Storm, I never really felt like they were losing that game. Even when the Penrith Panthers came back at the very end, I never thought the Melbourne Storm were out of control of that game, to be honest with you. And it showed the experience of Cameron Smith. Now, obviously Cameron Smith, uh, he's now left the Melbourne Storm. And I mean, I remember when Freddie left the Roosters, that 05 season, that was an absolute shit fight for the Sydney Roosters, I remember. 06 was even worse. It got worse and worse each year. Uh, Whenever Joey, when he retired from the Newcastle Knights, absolute free fall there. Serious Barney rubble. Um, This is what happens when champions retire. The Brisbane Broncos, they're still trying to fill the void that Darren Lockyer left. Um, The Melbourne Storm, once again, they just keep going on with it. Uh, They are an incredible system, and um, this has been their biggest challenge ever. You know, they obviously lost Billy Slater, potentially the best fullback we've ever seen, but you had... Cronk there. Uh, you had obviously Cameron Smith there to help as well. Um, then you had Cooper Cronk left. You had Cameron Smith there to fill the void. Now that Cameron Smith's gone, the big three, that that entire era is done now and it's on to the next one. And as I said for most of last year, look, I think this next set of big three, big four, whatever it might be, I think they're more of a team now than what they have been for the last 15 odd years. I, I think they're going to have just as much success to be honest with you. When it started last year, I think it's going to continue this year. I think they're going to be an incredible dynasty that's going to kick on into this era as well, which is unbelievable to think of. I mean, you've got to remember this team, they made their first grand final, obviously in 99, but the Craig Bellamy era in 2006, I mean, since then, and I know there's been salary crap drama, I completely get that, but what they've gone 06, 07, 08, 09, 12, um, 16, 17, 18, 
2020. Unbelievable. I mean, just just crazy to think how many grand finals this team has been in. And look, I did that off the top of my head. I might have missed one or two. I might have added one in, whatever it might be. But I think it's like six or seven grand finals to play in, which is just unbelievable to think that they've been in that many. Crazy. Um, and look, I think they are going to march on this year. And I was just having a look at some of their numbers. So this year... So far, they've scored 472 points, uh, an average of 33 points a game, which I think is unbelievable. Now, on top of that, consider this. Ryan Pappenhausen, I've been talking to all of you guys for the last week or so. Is Latrell Mitchell a top three uh, fullback in our game? And, you know, the, the common argument I hear is no, because Pappy's number three, or the worst I hear is Pappy's number four. Now, consider Ryan Pappenhausen, a guy that was coming off the bench 18 months ago, um, took over last year, won the... Clive Churchill medal. He's now their, their, their full-time fullback. Um, he's only played six games this year. So the upside that Ryan Pappen has is amazing. I mean, the, the what he can bring to this side in the back end of the season is phenomenal, yeah? Nico Hines has stepped in. He's done an unbelievable job. I still don't think Nico Hines is at the level of Ryan Pappenhausen. So, so much to gain there. Pappy, at worst, you could tell me he's a top five fullback in our game, which when you consider the fullbacks in our game, wow, that is an exceptional guy that, fingers crossed, they will have back at full throttle for the back end of this season. They've still scored 472 points. Have you seen the Manly Seagulls up until last week when they didn't have their fullback? I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, you think of all the quality teams, they all have a star fullback. If you take that guy out, they will really struggle. Now, also, if you take out the key hooker. Now, for me, they've got the best hooker in the game. Uh, They've also got the second best hooker in the game, Brandon Smith, for me. So when you think Harry Grant, he's only played six games this year. He's had a very disrupted season. He missed part of his preseason with his injury. Uh, he's obviously come back from the West Tigers as well. So as much as it's not a new system, it's not the system he played in last year. It's a completely different system. So he's still learning to fit into this club, no doubt about it. As much as he came from there, I understand that. But you're not going to walk straight back into a Melbourne Storm system and be 100% straight away. Throw injuries on top of that. Harry Grant, there is so much more upside in this guy. It's not even funny. Just those two alone, Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhausen, they played six games each. I'm not sure if they've taken the field at the same time. Unbelievable to think about that those two, the amount of upside they bring and how much better the Melbourne Storm are going to get. They're still averaging 33 points a game. Penrith Panthers, they're averaging 29. Incredibly impressive as well, but a whole try less than the Melbourne Storm. And I know I'll hear the argument, yeah, but the Penrith Panthers have been missing players the last two weeks. They haven't scored as much. Melbourne Storm have been missing guys all year. Melbourne Storm have been missing origin standard players all season. And their origin standard players, the next time I'm going to talk about, Cameron Munster, I mean, he's not even playing at 50% of what he can, in my opinion. He's been good. He's been solid. But we know the sort of class that Cameron Munster has. We know he saves it for the back end of the season. He's played 10 games this year. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure if Munster's played a game that's above... 8 out of 10. Let's be perfectly honest here. For the capabilities that this guy has, he has been down on form so far this year. And, I mean, you've got to remember, and this is the thing that's going underappreciated at the moment, this team, they lost in round two to the Parramatta Eels. They lost in round three to the Penrith Panthers. And I'll come back to those losses in a minute. But they've won 11 games in a row. 11 in a row. They've been missing Pappy and Harry Grant for the vast majority of these. Munster hasn't been playing anywhere near his best footy. Branko Lee hasn't stepped on the field. They've got an entire new right edge. I mean, Remus Smith and George Jennings. These were two guys that, I'm sorry, they were struggling to make other NRL teams last year. All of a sudden, they're making up the right edge for the Melbourne Storm, who scored the most points of anyone. It's unreal. I understand the left edge. That's probably their prominent edge. But this entire right edge is doing unbelievably. Now, let's dive into those two losses a little bit more. 
Game against the Parramatta Eels. 16-12. Pissing rain at Bankwest Stadium. Remembering that game and, you know, I pointed it out at the time, but I think people got a little bit caught up in the moment telling me that George Jennings sucks. He can't defend. He's awful. He can't be in first grade. I told you at the time, he's a really solid footballer. He's really good. He's proven to be exactly that over the last 11 weeks. That game just had a good kicking game from Mitch Moses. And it was a one-on-one battle that Micah Sivo won. I'm sorry. How many guys are going to beat Micah Sivo in the air? Let's be perfectly honest here. At Bankwest Stadium, where the Paramount Eels grow an extra arm, we all know that. They scored two tries off kicks that, I'm sorry, you pretty much can't defend unless you've got one of the serious aerial specialists in our game to go up against Micah Sivo. You're going to really struggle there. They got beat 16-12. Now, you will remember, obviously, they scored two tries off the air, Micah Sivo. The other try was a very... They conceded a very un, unlike Melbourne Storm defense sort of try, and the man that missed the tackle on that play... It was uh, sorry. It was Tyson Smoothie, the guy that had come in to replace Harry Grant. Now, with all due respect to Tyson Smoothie, he's got a lot of ability, no doubt about it. He's a solid footballer, but you're scoring two tries off kicks, then you simply targeted the new kid on the block for the Melbourne Storm there. I mean, this loss, yeah, unfortunate, but, I mean, they lost by four points. Yeah, there was another... I mean, they could have won this game on the last play. You remember Justin Olam has a brain explosion and puts in a kick there. Could have been anything. Cameron Munster was over the line one time as well. He got the ball knocked out of his hand. So as much as they lost to Parramatta at Bank West, off two kicks, I mean, I, I don't think there's too much to dive into that loss off, to be honest with you. Then the next week, they play the Penrith Panthers without Nathan Cleary. I get it. Uh, but the Melbourne Storm missing a heap of troops that night as well. They lost that game. And you will remember in that game as well, we get to the very last few minutes. They've got an opportunity to win that game. Justin Olam's got a two-on-one he goes himself. I mean, this is another game that was well and truly in the balance. Melbourne Storm just didn't get the job done on the last play. So another game that's not like they got blown out. I understand it's not the Penrith Panthers without Nathan Cleary, but you look at all the troops the Melbourne Storm were missing as well. It's not really the Melbourne Storm too. Now back to other troops they've been missing. Another massive one, Dale Finucane. He's only played eight games of footy this year. Guy that missed the vast majority of the preseason from memory. A mass- he, He's their captain. He's their skipper. They've got so much more upside, it's not even funny. Their home record at the moment is 7-0, and and incredibly impressive. And I mean, you said, oh, okay, they're the Melbourne Storm going down to Melbourne. It's a hard road trip. You're not going to Melbourne. You're going to the Sunshine Coast. You're going to the Sunshine Coast to play on a dry track up there. I mean, I know it suits the Melbourne Storm, but it suits a lot of other teams as well. It's not like you have to go down to Melbourne and play that wet and greasy footy that you used to have to play where they would just grind you in the corners. Mate, you're playing open, expansive football there. That's why they play all their home games. They're still only conceding an average of 12 points a game. It's unbelievable. 12 points a game. Now, granted, the Penrith Panthers, they're doing better. They're only conceding 9.5 points a game, which is unbelievable from the Panthers. And I have no doubt right now that the Penrith Panthers, they are the best defensive team in our competition. Uh, You have a look at those stats and that says it. But I just think in general, just with the eye test, you can see the way the Penrith Panthers defend. They are unreal. They're scramble is second to none. They're unbelievable, the Penrith Panthers. And I have no doubt, come finals footy, they will be once again. But the reality is, that's where this race starts, yeah? Uh, We might have kicked off this season in March, but for these two teams, it's always been about September. It's never been about anything else other than September. And for me, I look at this Melbourne Storm side, and they've won 11 in a row. 
They score an average of 33 points a game. They concede an average of 12. And look, when you look at this competition, as I said earlier today in the podcast, I mean, there's a big difference between the top and the bottom teams. So obviously these stats, they can be a little bit skewed. And when it comes to finals footy, does it matter if you put an average of, you know, 38 points on the numpties? It doesn't matter at all. It comes down to what you can do against these top sides. And, you know, I've seen them play the Panthers. I've seen them play the Paramount Eels. Times they lost by a little bit in games that they definitely could have won with guys missing and with new combos in their team. That entire right edge is completely new. They lost Cameron Smith. Can you imagine any scenario where the best player we've ever seen, arguably, I know some people will say Joey, but I think it's fair to say they've lost the one of the top three players of all time. I think that's fair enough. I don't think anyone could really push back on me saying that. So let's stick with that. They've lost one of the top three best players of all time. And they've won 11 games in a row. Ryan Pappenhausen playing six games. Harry Grant playing six games. Cameron Munster so far below his best, it's not even funny. Their right center, Branko Lee, not taking the field. Dale Finucane only playing right, uh, eight games. And of course, the right edge of Remus Smith and George Jennings, completely new to the club. And let's be honest here, not overly wanted by the clubs they were at previously who weren't tracking too well. I think it's incredibly impressive. And then you look at the guys second-tier guys that have come in. I mean, we already spoke about Remus Smith. We spoke about George Jennings, how they've gone on the right edge. They've been unreal. Eisenhuth, I mean, this is a guy that debuted at the Panthers about six or seven years ago. He comes in and he plays on the edge for the Melbourne Storm, and he looks unreal. I'm sure a number of clubs would be stoked to have Eisenhuth. He's like a Kirk Cable. He reminds me so much of Kirk Cable, it's not even funny. This is a guy that was unwanted by so many clubs. Irema, he came in and made his debut on the wing a couple of weeks ago. He looks sensational. Cooper Johns. Obviously a famous last name. Heap of pressure on him. He comes in. I think he's been really impressive as well. The standout, though, of course. Pappenhausen goes down. Nico Hines comes in. And, you know, we've spoken about this guy a lot because we've held him in big regard for a long time. And, I mean, Nico Hines stepped in for Pappy. I'm sorry, is Nico Hines, is he's not a top six or seven fullback in our game? He's been unbelievable the last two months. And off the back of that, he signed a massive contract with the Cronulla Sharks. Now, You've got Chad Townsend. He's arriving at the North Queensland Cowboys next year. Tom Dearden's arrived there. All I hear Cowboys fans is worried about, what about Drinkwater? He's our main guy. We need Drinkwater. He's our star. Mate, Drinkwater came from the Melbourne Storm as well. This production line is unbelievable, which brings me to my next point, the coach, Craig Bell. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Bellamy. Unbelievable what he's been able to achieve. Yeah, I, I think quite often with this team, we also overlook, and I know people don't like him. I get that. There's probably a lot of people grunting and rolling their eyes at me, and that's that's completely fine. That's sweet. But I think you've got to also remember with this team that they're the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne. I mean, rugby league shouldn't exist in Melbourne. There, I, I cannot understand how rugby league has been so successful out of Melbourne. But on the Gold Coast, we can't sort our shit out. In Brisbane for the last three years, what the fuck has been going on up there? Melbourne. Down in Melbourne. There's no local juniors there. 
There is a local grade down there. I understand that. But let's be honest here. Let's have a look at all their stars. Tell me how many of them have come through Melbourne. No, the scouts have had to go all over the country, over to New Zealand, wherever they need to, to find these guys. And they constantly manage to do it. And it's because guys want to play for Craig Bellamy. It says so much about this system, how they don't have a junior system. They're, they're in a rugby league absolute dumpster down there in Melbourne. And they just make it work year after year. It's incredible. You look at their their record over the last few seasons, the guys they've lost. I think I saw Bloke in a Bar post the other day that the last time the Melbourne Storm signed a player that was of origin standard was Michael Crocker. That was like 2006, maybe seven, maybe even 05. That's how long it's been in that time. They've played in what, six or seven grand finals. They won three or four premierships. Honestly, I, I cannot, I can't believe how well they've gone. And look, you know, we obviously, we, we, we talk about the Roosters going back-to-back premiers. Unbelievable effort. Yeah, just unheard of. No one's done it since the Broncos in the early 90s. Incredible. You look at the Roosters, uh, 02, 03, 04, they went to three grand finals in a row. They only won one of them. That team was absolutely stacked. Dare I say the 04 team was better than the 03 team. The 03 team was better than the 02 team. And the 02 team was the one they won it with somehow. An unbelievable effort. Yeah. Led by Freddie, a heap of superstars, one of the best forward packs we've ever seen. Then you come and have a look at this Melbourne Storm team. I mean, over the last few years, they're in the 16, 17, 18 grand final. Then in the 20, they've been in four of the last five grand finals. And you have a look at the ladder right now. They're still coming first. They've potentially had three immortals leave them in the last five years. They're still coming first. It honestly defies belief how good this team is going. And a big factor behind me saying they're going to go back-to-back this year has to do with Craig Bellamy. And I spoke about this a lot in the preseason. For me... I think Craig Bellamy, he is well aware of his record. I've always said he reminds me of a Bill Belichick. Now, you know, when I said that a year ago, people scoffed, oh, no one's as good as Belichick, blah, blah, blah. Now that it's all sort of gone to shit for the Patriots, people sort of lean back away from it a little bit. But I think he's well aware of his legacy, which I always think Belichick is as well, realistically. And I think that Bellamy, he's well aware that in this era, in this like second era, I mean, if you split Bellamy's career into two, And I understand there's the salary cap drama. I understand that. But even if you split his career in two, I mean, the first eight years of Craig Bellamy's career and then the next eight years of Craig Bellamy's career, I mean, there's only a middle patch in the middle between 13, 14, 15, three years where he doesn't feature in a grand final every second year. It's unbelievable. It's like you could have two of the best coaches ever, Craig Bellamy the first half of his career pre-2013, and then Craig Bellamy post-2015. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do. It's incredible. And I think he's well aware that the one thing he hasn't achieved is a back-to-back premiership. It's one thing that the guy that gets probably a huge amount of respect recently, he's the first guy to go back-to-back in a long time, Trent Robinson. He gets so much respect for doing that. It's an incredible effort. And I think it's something that Craig Bellamy is well aware that he wants to add to his record. I think the other side of this coin is, and you know, I've mentioned them a heap, and I think it's incredible how they've managed to get themselves back up after losing Kronk, after losing Slater, after losing Smith. You could argue with me that is three of the best guys to ever play their positions. I could understand if you want to push back on Kronk, that's completely fine. But I mean, is Kronk not a top four, top five halfback ever? I think that, you know, if you look at his record, you look at what he achieved, you'd find that very hard to push back on. But I've spoken enough about Kronk over the last year or so. Regardless, losing those three guys and then just still be doing what they're doing it says the absolute world about Craig Bellamy. It just says so much about this guy and what he's what he's capable of doing. And you know what else? I think, you know, it's a little bit backwards, but you see all these guys that come out of the Craig Bellamy system. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned this on a podcast earlier today that 
I don't think it always prepares you for reality because you come out of the perfect situation, the perfect system that is well run, that is set in place, that has been for a decade and a half now. And then you go to a new system. You look at Adam O'Brien arriving at the Newcastle Knights. Tell me that building looks anything like the Melbourne Storm building. Tell me the attitudes and the ethics around that club. And I know that they'll they'll sing and dance. They'll tell you they do this, they do that. Oh, we've got these standards. We expect this, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same as Melbourne. Let's be perfectly honest here. It is not the same as Melbourne. It is not even close. If you were to go from the Melbourne Storm to the Sydney Roosters, you know what? I can understand that, yeah? The Penrith Panthers, if they're able to do this for another two or three years, you start to talk about them in that same sort of category. But it is a tough gig going from this perfect system where even when it rains, even when it pours, they find a way to make it work, yeah? I mean, that salary cap drama, that should have sunk them completely. They managed to build their way back up, and I understand the different arguments around that. I get it. I won't push it on you too hard. But for them to come back from that, incredible. For them to come back after losing the 2016 grand final to the Cronulla Sharks and winning 2017, that was one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen, the 2017 Storm. To return in 2018 and simply run out of gas in that grand final, the Roosters were too good. It's just unbelievable. To them return in 2020, during the COVID, during everything that went against them, I mean, it was an absolute nightmare. And to win that premiership, unbelievable. Just such a good footy side. You look at all the fullbacks they've lost. Cameron Munster came in, was a star fullback, had to move him. That's after losing Billy Slater. Drinkwater came in, brained it, moved him on. Pappy came in, absolutely brained it. Clive Churchill medalist now. He gets injured. Nico Hines come in. All of a sudden, he's the hottest prop in our game. What Craig Bellamy is able to do is unbelievable. And, you know, I don't need to go through the list of guys that he's brought to that club and he's taken them from nothing to essentially state of origin stars. You all know those stories. You all know all those sort of guys. It's unbelievable. I mean, you look at their team right now, how many of those guys are in there. I look at what he's done to George Jennings, Remus Smith. Incredible. I mean, uh, George Jennings, 11 weeks ago, and I know I spoke about this before, but he's always always been a really talented player. He's always been extremely underappreciated, extremely underrated. For him to have happened to him, what happened to him against Mike Sivo, the amount of media backlash and shit that he copped during that week that was completely unwarranted, it was ridiculous. And I said it from the day that he's a solid player. You're just getting caught up in a moment too much. For him to come back and do what he's done over the last few weeks, incredible. And that comes down to Craig Bellamy. We spoke to Branko Lee on the podcast, start of the year. And he mentioned that Branko, you know, when they came back from the COVID break, it was round three. He wasn't picked in the 17. He was devastated. And Craig Bellamy said to him, you know, keep your head up. You're going to play Origin this year. Branko, I mean, could, could you imagine being told you're going to play Origin this year? But by the way, it's in six weeks, or it was meant to be. Sorry, it got cancelled. It's at the end of the season. Can you imagine being told by your coach, I'm not going to pick you in my 17, but I think you're going to play State of Origin this year. It just had an effect on Branko, and it got the absolute best out of him. Fast forward six months later, he wins a premiership. He plays State of Origin. He lifts the shield. He lifts the NRL trophy. Just unbelievable. And this is the effect this guy has. I'm sticking with the Melbourne Storm to win this premiership this year. I think this Penrith Panthers side, they're unbelievable. It's going to make for one hell of a game. And obviously the Panthers, they've got the storyline on their side. We all remember 1990. Panthers, Canberra Raiders. Penrith Panthers, the new kids on the block. Canberra Raiders, the experienced team. They'd already won in 89. Similar uh, to the Melbourne Storm. Been successful in the past. And Penrith, they couldn't handle the big stage. They return a year later. Yeah. They used to have a young side. Now they've got a bit more experience. They've climbed up the mountain. They've gone back to the bottom. They've reclimbed it. It's very, very similar to the narrative that's starting to be painted this year. I really do hope that these two teams get in the grand final because I think it would be the perfect narrative. It would be unreal. Fantastic for the Panthers to see them come back and potentially beat the Melbourne Storm, the team they couldn't get the better of last year. Fantastic for the Melbourne Storm to step out of the shadow of Slater. 
and Cameron Smith especially, who won that premiership last year. A big opportunity for a lot of guys there and a huge opportunity for Craig Bellamy. He knows how much this one's going to mean to him. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 